Jim Harbaugh and Michigan descend upon Detroit, as well as several other Big Ten coaches, Big 12 coaches, coaches from all over the country to see Bryce Underwood and others at Sound Mind, Sound Body. That and Will Johnson's camp on the next Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm going to go ahead and say happy Thursday, even though by the time that anyone watches or listens to this, except for maybe a very small handful, it will be Friday. I did put the warning out on Twitter. This was going to be very late. Once I realized how late it was going to be. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. I was your man on the ground twice today. Um, and part of it was from a lack of planning because no, I shouldn't say a lack of planning. It was a sense of confusion because I did not realize as, as did not some others who I spoke to that sound mind, sound body and the Will Johnson camp were two very separate things in the same location. Uh, they even had some overlap. Uh, so I had to leave once we spoke to Jim Harbaugh. And come back home to let Zuri out and drive right back to Detroit. But we are going to get into a bunch of the really uh, interesting things that came. I need, a, I need a little of the Taco Bell juice here. It's kind of night it is. Uh, just because it has been about 14 hours worth of collecting data, seeing things. So the first thing I want to get to is the, uh, the whole of the SMSB. It is a different type of scenario. It's kind of back to what it used to be. Uh, And I think that that's important for uh, recruiting aspects. Uh, Curtis Blackwell does an incredible job and continues to do an incredible job. Uh, And then we're going to get into Jim Harbaugh. And then we are going to get into uh, a little bit of the camp, uh, the last camp, the Will Johnson camp. So um, I want to start with SMSB because this is one of the things that will really truly benefit Michigan if it can continue to rise again. Certainly, it had some benefits uh, back when Jim Harbaugh took over. It was not a good scenario for Brady Hoke, right? We all probably remember the barbecue, (laughs) him him having barbecue with, I think it was Mark D'Antonio, and it just did not, you know, it just, it seemed like it was sad that he was there. MSU was trending upwards. Michigan was trending downwards. Uh, I, my first SMSB was 2015. MSU was coming off of a Big Ten championship. Mark D'Antonio was actually all smiles instead of my joke that he was. Um, but, I mean, it was just an event because you had uh, the entire Michigan staff with Jim, well, Jim Harbaugh having just taken over. You had the entire Ohio State staff with Urban Meyer and literally everyone. You had the entire Michigan State staff, the entire Penn State staff, the entire Notre Dame staff. It was just a an event, right? And then on top of it, you had five stars galore, four stars galore. I mean, we were watching reps, even even though some of them were a couple of years out. I'm watching reps between Donovan Peoples-Jones and Ambry Thomas. I'm watching reps between, um, I forget his name. Uh, but there was another standout corner from uh, Cast Tech. Amory Thomas obviously had switched from Cast Tech to King. No, I'm thinking of, sorry, Lavert Hill. But, uh, I mean, Lavert Hill, I believe, was one, was one of the guys who was there. I'm watching reps with Chase Claypool and Benjamin Victor. I'm watching Xavier Kelly, uh, who was a five-star uh, defensive end who ended up committing to Clemson. 
Uh, there were so many guys there. Names that just, like, I can't think of them right now. Joshua something, uh, who played for Florida State, defensive end. You can probably refresh my memory in the comments. Uh, but, I mean, it was a star-studded event. You had plenty of Michigan commits. You had Michael Onwenu. You had future guys who were seen as future stars, Jeraymond Hall. Uh, even though some of these guys didn't necessarily pan out, I mean, this was a who's who in the recruiting world. I mean, Barton Simmons and Steve Wolfong were there. These were the. This was an like a just a monumental event. Watching just even the interactions uh, between like DJ Durkin and Urban Meyer, and you know, and Greg Madison, Urban Meyer. Maybe that was a precursor to things that would come. But um, just watching those different interactions. James Franklin came up and introduced himself to Steve Lorenz and I randomly. Um, it was an event, but there, more, most importantly, there was just so much recruiting power. Not just because the schools themselves were there, but because the recruits were there. I mean, you had all these in-state Detroit guys, but I mean, you had other guys that came from like really, really far away to be a part of it. The next year, I don't remember any recruits that were at the 2017, or sorry, the 2016 version which took place a couple, about uh, three days before I was officially official at 24-7. Uh, I had already been unofficial for a year plus at that point. But um, it, uh, I mean, that was where we got to see Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh standing and evaluating guys together. Now, this is important because it, it lures people to Michigan, right? It lures people it is a lot better if you can have it in Detroit. No offense, I thought the the Big Rapids, Ferris State, which is where they they had it last year. They've had it at Grand Valley. Uh, they they've had it a couple different places. But having it return to Detroit, having I mean, because Michigan, outside of except for Wayne State, whose campus it was on, uh, that's where it was in 2016 and 2015. It was at Dakota High School. Uh, this this a you know makes Detroit a destination. It's bigger than your opening regional right your rivals regional it's a it's a mega camp and uh unfortunately i didn't get to stick around due to the error of everything once i realized okay these are two separate camps and i have to uh i made a promise that i would be back for the second one so i didn't get to watch bryce underwood he was the five star that was in attendance i confirmed that he in fact was there um boo carter was there boo carter was as soon as i saw michigan commit jacob odin and he was there as soon as i saw jacob odin I didn't see Boo Carter leave his side. So for a guy who's been trending more and more to Tennessee, and I have uh, I have his numbers up here. Two predictions to Tennessee. He's from Chattanooga. He's a four-star, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, number 240 overall, the number 20 athlete, number three in Tennessee. Uh, he has just kind of steadily been around that region. He's been as, uh, as high as 240, which is the highest he has been. He has been as low as uh, 301. As far as his ranking, uh, so he he's been kind of all over the place. But he was a guy that we talked about back in, uh, a couple months ago when I put him in my best guest list, and then start seeing him trending towards Tennessee. Now you have him again at, in Michigan during the summer. That's an important thing. And whether he made it to Ann Arbor or not, that that's I mean it's important. But I mean I think it's it's just as important to kind of see the surrounding areas and see the that you know a big positive event taking place right there in Michigan's backyard. So um, not a whole ton of talent yet, but when you have something that was as big as this, with as many guys, 
it's going to continue to, to grow. Now, recruiting has changed a lot since even 2015. In the last eight years, there's a lot more of us with NIL and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and the, the bigger guys, I, I don't feel like they're necessarily uh, camping as much as they did once upon a time. Some guys do. And still, it's also it's a, it's a great networking event, not just for the uh, not just for the, uh, you know, us in the media with some of the coaches. But I mean, honestly, with the coaches, with some of the high school coaches and some of those guys that are all there, it's it's just a really great thing to see it kind of come back alive and thrive a little bit. So uh, I think that's great. And that's exactly the type of thing that uh, the state of Michigan needs and the University of Michigan could really benefit from. Because as one person that I spoke to, who you all know, if I mentioned his name, every single one of you, uh, said that, uh, remember, the fact that this isn't what it used to be is in large part due to Jim Harbaugh and the satellite camps and the NCAA's reaction to it. So uh, just the fact that it seems to be returning, that is absolutely huge. Hopefully it just continues to get bigger. All right, so we talked to Jim Harbaugh for an astounding 25 minutes. And normally I would lead with that, but I, I, I still am just feeling the buzz of the camp and I felt like I needed to explain, kind of set the scene somewhat. So let's get into the Jim Harbaugh, best of my memory. I haven't transcribed it yet because I've been just running around and if I sat and transcribed it first, uh, this wouldn't be out until 2 a.m. And I don't want to, I wanted to try to at least get it out in the calendar day. So we're going to do that. Then we're going to talk about, I talked to, I think, four or five different guys uh, at the, uh, uh, at the Will Johnson camp. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, but know what? You can make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. We are in the finals, folks. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's right. It went up. It was like 1000 last time. That's 2500 bucks back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So many things that I love about FanDuel. Uh, great promotions every day. They've got a safe and secure app. And almost the most important. Aside from the fact of, well, actually not almost, it is the most important. Get paid instantly. That's what you want. No better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. I'm going to stumble over some words here and there because I have been up for 16, been up and working for 16 hours, working or and or driving. So if I stumble a little bit, uh, that's just going to happen. Zuri is very happy to have me home. She is more interested in the fact that I bought Taco Bell for dinner. Um, kind of weird that Taco Bell is kind of one of the healthier options you can go to if you're trying to get something insanely fast. Uh, if you order the right thing, it's bizarre. Um, anyhow, uh, let's uh, let's get into Jim Harbaugh. Like I said, he talked for 25 minutes at this camp. Not ta- not talking about talking to to the campers, which he wasn't even supposed to talk to the campers. He was listed as parents only. Didn't show up to the parents only session. We're sitting there watching PJ Fleck and uh, Jim McElwain and uh, Lance Leopold. I told you this was a this was a big event. There were a lot of guys there. Brett Bielema was there. Mel Tucker, your favorite. Uh, Ohio State was one of the only ones that was actually fully absent. Not one Ohio State staffer uh, there. But um, nonetheless, uh, 
seems like they'd want to be there for Bryce Underwood, but they weren't. Um, That said, last year, I believe Jim Harbaugh talked for about 13 minutes at the camp setting um, to us reporters. Um, I haven't been to any of the other ones where he, I mean, I, 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 he gave a smattering. There wasn't like one media availability with him in 2015. Uh, I think there was like three. It was just kind of like whenever there was a lull, uh, it seemed like, you know, Angelique had one, Nick Baumgartner had one. I was part of another one where uh, my friend Vito asked him about uh, what his thoughts on dad bod, uh, because he had, uh, he had recently had the shirtless uh, down in the South uh, football game. And he said, I haven't decided yet. Um, Nonetheless, the only times I can recall us getting Jim Harbaugh for 25 minutes in any one given setting was any of the Monday press conferences in 2015 or 16, and then not again until this last year. And again, on the Monday press conferences, never out in the wild have we gotten him for that long. He always seems very reluctant, completely different demeanor today. And I think in large part is due to the confidence he has in his team right now. He seemed downright giddy. Like, he did not seem in any rush to get out of there. Somewhere around the 19-minute mark, he was double thumbs up. I'm going to go ahead and move on. And then got asked another question, stayed for another six minutes. I mean, that's an eternity in Jim Harbaugh time. And there were a lot of different things he had to say. We're going to, just so you know, we're going to parse things a lot more in... uh one of the two episodes we're going to release on Friday. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more of the nitty gritty, but I want to give it a 30,000 foot view here with some of the th- my takeaways. Um, so I, I have to address the one thing that's probably the most important and that he was obviously asked about uh, Shemmy Schembechler he, and Matt Weiss. He didn't really comment on the Matt Weiss thing. Uh, the investigation is still ongoing there, but with Shemmy Schembechler, he said that they had no idea. They had hired a vetting company, a, the company that does all of that, and they did not. Uh, they didn't come up with anything. And he was appalled when he saw the the tweets that he was liking. Uh, it said, "We can't have that. We are for everybody." And uh, he said that they they have since fired said vetting company. Take that for for whatever it's worth, but that's the only down thing that kind of was addressed here because everything else was just like, oh man. So um, everybody eats. That's one of the big takeaways I had because he was uh, asked about, uh, you know, how, how are you going to handle it with Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards in the same backfield? Now that we've seen what both can do, assuming Blake and Donovan are both fully healthy. And he's like, you know, everybody eats. We're going to, you know, like we're trying to get them each about, 10 touches. We're trying to get Cornelius Johnson about six touches. Roman Wilson about six touches. Remember, JJ's going to do some things. He's going to, you know, not only throw the ball, but hang on to the ball. You know, we got to get Colston Loveland a certain amount of touches. And he's like, that's that I feel is very, very dangerous for any team to defend. And uh, he's like, the, the whole thing, though, is we want to we want to spread it all out. We want to get everyone involved. We're going to keep everyone fresh, but we're going to get everyone involved. And it's going to be impossible to defend. I mean, he's got a point. Now, I know a lot of you are wondering, are that does that mean they're also going to throw more? Well, he said last year, you know, we were maybe like, you know, 60, 40 when the run pass. Said so this year, he's like, I, I would bet you we are going to be 50-50. 
Like we're going to get the running backs the ball, but we're also going to air it out a bit. Like we're going to, as far as attempts, like we're going to make sure that we are utilizing all of the weapons that we have. So on the right track with all of it. Um, he said that he believes he, he made a bold prediction, he made several bold predictions uh, that uh, four, at least four Michigan assistant coaches will be head coaches by this time next year. So uh, he, he refused to fully admit which ones aside from Sharon Moore and uh, Jay Harbaugh. You know, you could probably look, you know, look down the list and say, well, Jesse Minter, I mean, TBS just had him as one of those guys could be clink scale. It could be Mike Hart. You know, there's all kinds of guys that certainly uh, could be vying for that. I mean, obviously, he's always talked about Grant Newsom being that type of guy. I think he needs a little more time on task before anyone hands him the keys to the Cadillac, so to speak. Uh, but um, I mean, that was a, a big, bold prediction that he had. Uh, he's really impressed with the way JJ has ascended. Uh, he really just looks looking around the team now that they have the full team. He's like, I thought that we had a really incredible spring and JJ in particular, like he said, well, if you go back and watch some of the practice stuff and we're like, okay, we haven't seen any of that. He's like, okay, all right. Well, what he's doing in practice is so unbelievably impressive and it's just continuing to get better. And the team, he's like, we felt like the team was in a great spot coming out of spring and now it's even better. It's wild. So, um, if right now it just feels like walking away from that press conference, it's like, well, it wasn't a press conference, but gaggle just feels like it's going to be really, really difficult to bring this team down again, all the knocking on wood, all the caveats apply, but you know, injuries and such more knocking on wood, but it really does feel like this is, this is a team. I've never seen him this giddy in an off season ever. Just, Floating on air. All right, we are going to continue on. I want to talk a little bit about the Will Johnson camp. There were several players there. I'll try to see if uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go down the list and tell you who was there. Uh, not everyone that was on the list was, uh, but um, got some got some really interesting things from a couple of the the people I talked to there. So I can't wait to share that with you. Stay tuned for that. All right, so obviously we're going to delve way deep into all of this stuff. This this is going to be like, you're going to be able to read all of this on Wolverine's Wire within the next couple days. Maybe not necessarily by tomorrow, but certainly um, you're going to be able to read a lot of it tomorrow. You'll be able to read you know much more of it over the weekend. Some of the stuff uh, I got in, you know directly one-on-one, so... Um, it's, uh, what we're going to try to do. I don't know how the audio is on the video. Um, I haven't been posting videos that much of these player interviews. Some of it had music behind it, so it's kind of hard to post it anyway. But if the audio is good and I can clean it up a little bit, uh, we'll, uh, we'll work in some of these player interviews I had, um, at the Will Johnson camp. First off, I do want to say how cool is it? Will Johnson already has a camp. There was probably a hundred some kids. That partook in this. There were 21 Michigan players listed. Not all of them were there that I saw. Um, let's see if I can pull up the list real fast. 
So the Michigan current Michigan players who uh, I did see there, uh, Will Johnson, Colston Loveland, Mason Graham, Jaden Denegal, uh, Alex Orgy, Keon Sab, Miles Pollard, uh, Cody Jones, Kenneth Grant, Tyler Morrison, Marion Walker, Brandon Mann, TJ Guy, CJ Stokes, uh, Makari Page, Raheem Anderson uh, are the ones that I saw there. Um, there were a couple other guys that are listed here that I did not see. I find it highly unlikely that they were there. Uh, but I also did speak. So I spoke to Will Johnson very briefly about the event. And he, you know, he's like, this is, you know, my, my parents said, you know, said that this was something that certainly could be in our wheelhouse. We've thrown camps before, uh, you know, Dion Johnson has certainly been heavily involved in SMSP. I mean, Curtis Blackwell had kind of stuck around, uh, Tyrone Wheatley had stuck around. Um, you're not going to believe this. Jermaine Crowell was there for former Belleville coach. Um, so they had those guys, but they were mostly being, uh, coached up and gone, you know, pushed through drills. And we're talking kids that were mostly, uh, I mean, they're, they're youth. We're talking middle school age. Uh, they're, uh, being pushed in drills by current Michigan players, which is really cool when you have that many Michigan players doing it, right? Like I've, I've seen the CE stars, Chris Evans thing, but that was always Chris Evans, right? It's all, you know, I've seen a couple of these camps where it's, it's one or two guys, maybe it's 10 guys at max. Uh, I just listed off uh, 18 guys. So that was pretty cool to see them. And plus, I mean, that sharpens your football skills. You can if you can teach something, it gets that much more ingrained. I mean, that's a psychological fact. So um, certainly uh, being able to communicate things important. So the, the players that I spoke to, uh, Will Johnson just do basically did, did what I just said. And um, I talked to Keon Sab. I talked to... Um, CJ Stokes, that dude's just incredible. I talked to Colston Loveland as well. I feel like there's another one in here that I'm, oh, I talked to, oh, Derek Moore was there. I didn't even mention him. Derek Moore wasn't on my list and he was there. Um, so uh, one thing, okay, we'll just go through him a little bit. Derek Moore, he, there has been a lot of, there was a lot of hand wringing last year about like, oh, he's unhappy, not getting not getting on the field as much. Like he thought he was going to be blah, blah, blah. That according to what he said, that couldn't be any further from the truth. Like he was like, I felt like I got on the field a lot and I'm just disappointed. I wasn't able to do more with my opportunities. Um, when it comes to, I said, who do you look to when it comes to, um, you know, improving your game? Like who, you know, who, who helps you the most? And he's like, really, I'm just really internal about it. And like he said, like the, the biggest, one of the biggest changes when he arrived a year and a half ago, uh, he didn't really talk to anyone, doesn't really like bonding with his teammates and whatever. And now he feels like he's a part of it. Like he is, he is within the mesh of the community inside of Sean Beckler Hall. Um, and, you know, it's like, okay, are you ready for your breakout? And he said, well, you know, it's not really something that I think about, you know, I'm just trying to get better. So, humility. That's a good thing. Speaking of humility, CJ Stokes, that, I mean... I missed the press conference. The only press conference that I've missed, uh, Schumbeckler Hall press conference or Chrysler Center, depending on where it was held, that I have missed for football uh, in since I started covering the team summer of 2015. Only one. Um, obviously, I missed some road game post game uh, in that first year because I only went to two of the road games, but it's the only one I missed. So... Um, I can see why everyone was just kind of raving about it. Like I meant to have only three minutes with him. I talked to him for seven and I didn't really ask him that much. He just had a lot to say. And, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he's, I, you know, said, Hey, you, you know, that after those first couple of games, you were a big fan favorite. And he's like, well, 
how 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 much does that matter when I fumbled the ball against Maryland? I was going to bring up the fumble. He brought it up on his own. And he's like, you know, it's, that's just not that, you know, it's not who I want to be. And he's like, and that's who I wasn't in practice. Uh, he said, he's like, I almost never fumbled. He's like, and you know, some of the things that people don't see is I was ripping off 50, 60 yarders with regularity in practice. But I didn't get to do that in games. He's like that. So that's my next step is to do what I do on the practice field in games. I asked him about the, you know, how, you know, you're on the depth chart, theoretically, obviously behind Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. And he's like, you know, we're all on one team. I don't really care about that. He's like, you know, we're on team. We, we want everyone to be successful. We want to win. And if I do what I'm supposed to do, then I'll get those opportunities that I want. And I just have to make the most of those opportunities. I mean, the head upon his shoulders, right? He's, you know, he was aware. He's like, you know, people didn't even know who I was, right? I was a three-star, you know, half the country away. No, no one saw my games. He's like, you know, no one knows they knew was what I was ranked. So now it's my turn to come in and make the most of my opportunity. And I'll tell you what, I walked away from that being like, uh, maybe he should be starting over Blake Corum. <laughs> I mean, not really, but I mean, it was just, it's, it's weird because it was a humility. He didn't say any of this out of like, I'm so good. I bust out 50 and 60 yarders. He, he's just stating facts while being really very humble about it. I mean, just, I am really rooting for that guy. Um, so I talked to Keon Sab as well. And, uh, you know, it, it's another guy who was just kind of biding his time, right? Almost went to Clemson. You have to thank uh, Texas for hiring Brenton Benevels for that one. Felt Michigan was a really good fit. Um, really just kind of biding his time. Feels like he's, uh, he's growing into being a leader. That's something that's really important to him. And, um, yeah, that's really the, the only thing I can really take away from him at the moment. Um, and so then last it was Colston Loveland and he, you know, he, he feels like the tight end room is stacked, but has big shoes to fill, of course. But he, he feels like he's, you know, it's like, oh man, I don't know if we can, we can fulfill the shoes of, fill the shoes of, uh, you know, Luke and Eric and Joel. And then, and then you ask him like, oh, how's the room? You know, I got you and AJ. And he's like, oh, don't forget. Like we've got, got Hibby. We've got, uh, Marlon Klein. You know, we've got all kinds of guys. He's like, you have no idea. Like, this is, this is really good. But Again, a confidence. I felt a confidence in speaking to these guys. This is, I I don't want to say this hasn't necessarily been the case, but it's it's a confidence mixed with humility, which means that they continue to work, right? And especially with these guys, some of these guys are young. They're they're really starting to come into their own. It's, uh, I, I think that this is, this has the potential of being just a really, insanely good team no dissension in the ranks everything you want very excited all right that's gonna do it for us today we are doing two tomorrow and then we'll do saturday we've got loads of stuff to get through uh so we are going to do that so we got the mailbag get your questions in that'll be the latter of two uh on friday and then we're gonna do a saturday episode because uh, i want to just i want to make sure that we cover all of this stuff because this was all important stuff between Jim Harbaugh and these players, I mean, we, we're going to get into it into next week. That's how much material we have. I mean, we might not even get to these players unless we until we get through the Harbaugh stuff, which might not be until Wednesday next week. That's how much we have to work with. Um, all right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace. Peace.